is like the huge the huge Yankee fan and like we originally linked up on some like we were both like the only white rappers that basically like didn't get the shit kicked out of us at the open mics in lower <laughs> Manhattan and uh fucking eventually we started hanging out and we realized he's a big Yankee fan and then we started talking about Francesca and one night we were like tripping off some like shrooms or something and I was just like dude do you ever realize those people calling like they're fucking mentally ill and he was like oh dude I know he's like I know and we're just because they'll call and it's like you, do you listen to the show right a little bit in your day I, I, yeah I've heard bits of how the yeah. callers would be like because he would get so many prank calls that people started prefacing their call and they would open the call and they would be like Mike uh, I respect you like don't hang up on me right away or something so it became yeah. this like like everyone started wearing a pin with a flag after 9-11 it's like everyone yeah. started saying mike i respect you as like a prelude it was so <laughs> odd dude it was like the strangest <laughs> fucking discourse and then they but dude he would sick about it would be so good i i would do francis and he would be like he'd be like mike uh what does a uh, regular guy like me uh gotta do if i want to get into horse racing you know uh, i got a couple <laughs> bucks stashed away Maybe like you can never get in the fucking horse racing, okay? Unless you got fucking three hundred grand and a fucking green light from the bananas, you might as well fucking be a fucking bum in the gutter. Like next from the bananas, yeah, or whoever. (laughs) I mean, whoever is running things these days. And dude, he had this one character. I told you I played that tree, the holographic three dimensional tree at the botanical garden in Coral Gables. Archie, I'll send you a picture of what he looks like. So he's like this, and he's like a holographic three-dimensional tree that welcomes everybody to the Coral Gables Fairchild Botanical Night Garden. They do this night garden thing. It's one of those, you know, like there's a bunch of lights, and maybe your kids like it. Maybe you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you want to take some fucking drugs. And there's a couple groups like that. So you see I sent it to you, what it looks like? Hold on, let me pull it out. Uh... I'm the second understudy, but oh, they had, shit. yeah, they had, thanks. They had three guys. So one of the guys left, they only had two. So they brought me in and they let me do it on Sunday night. And they're like, you did well, we're going to have you back. But the, the character I'm really doing is sick about had this one character. He would call our fake Francis and he'd be like, he's like, all right, uh, Tyrone in uh, Transylvania. And he's like, actually, Mike, it's, it's Tyron, the tarantula. A Tyron the Tarantula. And he was like, I don't know why he was doing like animals or something. And I was like, oh, okay, Tyron the Tarantula. All right, well, where are you calling from? And he's like, up Scotland Yard, Mike. Scotland Yard, United Kingdom. And he's like, so you're a, you're a Tarantula. And he's like, I all my life. And he's like, oh, you've been uh, walking around and you're all fuzzy. And you've been there how long? Uh, Scotland Yard, been 19 years. And he's like, nobody ever sees you and says, uh, Oh my God, look at that fucking disgusting fucking tarantula. Somebody fucking stomp it out. Nobody ever says that to you. And he's like, nope, they haven't yet. And dude, he's such a fucking, he's such a dumbass. He was like, I've ingratiated myself in the community <laughs> by becoming a staunch critic of radical Islam. It's worked quite well. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, all right, I don't know how politically correct that is. Uh, what's on your mind? And he's like, Mike, the packies are so dominant in cricket. It's just, oh. The, they're so flamboyant. They're almost worse than the, the Latins with the bat flips. But that's the voice I'm doing for the tree. I told him last night, I said, bro, this is your job. Like me <laughs> doing the voice for this tree is like A-Rod running the Yankees. It's great, but everybody knows it should be Derek. <laughs> and they're telling me, they're like, Charlie, they're, like, they're in the headset. Like, Charlie, remember, uh, by the way, they fucked up talking to New York. You know, they fuck around, gave me a private production studio with a dressing room and a private bathroom. 
What? Yeah, bro. I'll send you a couple <laughs> more photos. It's and it pays decent too. Non-union dude. The actors. There's this guy. Shout out to Philip Hirsch. He's like a 55 year old French Canadian, brilliant theater and actor. He's he has a Simon Cowell impersonation that is so good. They used it in a Miley Cyrus video and a One Direction video. He's like a brilliant thespian theater actor comedian. He's the main guy now, and he dude. He really he could have been a lot less cool you know he was like so what he's like i'm like i'm not in the union bro but he's like but you went to suny purchase i'm like yeah and he's like okay he's like ed falco went there you know he's like uh i was like yeah josh hartnett he's like wesley snipes they, they didn't graduate but he's like all right there's a little bit of pedigree there and um he was cool man he took me under his wing and he was like dude you got this you know you're a performer and i'm like either way they don't got anybody else for sunday night yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> so that's your setup uh, right there yeah, dog. And the people come and the sweet spot is the kid that's old enough to talk, but young enough to not be a thousand percent sure it's not a fucking real talking tree. <laughs> that's where you want to be, right? Uh, oh, I would lose my mind. <laughs> Yo, and there was a couple groups of like young adults, like this one couple, they came out, they came out like they might have got lost on the trail a little bit, you know? They were oh, looking man. a little fatigued and because uh, it's a big park. It's dark, you know, I mean, and I was like, hello. I'm like, how do you do, brother man? And he's like, good. I'm like, what's your name, sir? And he's like, I'm Scott. And I'm like, Scott, who have you got? He's like, I've got my fiance, Danya. I'm like, how are you feeling, brother? And he's like, much better now that we know where we are in the park and we're talking to you, Archie. And I was like, oh, yeah, they tripping, tripping. <laughs> this man and this other group came up as like a group of girls. And I was like, Hello. I was like, what's your name? And the girl's like, Hennessy. I'm like, that's not your real name. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like, Charlie, you remember they're like, Archie's uh he's American, you know. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like old timey because he's born in the 1880s, you know. And they're like, Yeah, you're just <laughs> you're, you're kind of trending like United <laughs> Kingdom, like Caribbean, like like outpost right now, but it's okay, just like do your best. I'm like, all right, I will. The little kid's like, you watch basketball? I'm like, Jimmy Buckets, man. Like, you already know. It's like, you like football? He's like, how do you watch football? I'm like, they put the television in front of me. <laughs> uh, so that shit is hilarious. But uh, nah, Sigabod is a big-ass Yankee fan, and I talked to him last night. I So, bro, before we get into the NBA, uh, fucking Texas wins the World Series, and... The Yankees are making no moves, right? They're standing pat as it is. Uh, no, what they're actually doing is they're clearing a room to bring Soto in. Oh, okay, but Cashman's not going nowhere. No, I think I think uh, Steinbrenner Hal is going to give Cashman and Boone one more year to get their shit straight. Unfortunately, but if Cashman can wrangle in Soto. And then sign him to a fairly extensive long-term deal. Well, what's his current deal? He's up. Um, who? Uh, Soto. Yeah, is he like signed? He has he has one year left on the current deal. So it would be a trade to the Padres. They would trade the with the Padres. Um, I think the Padres are looking for either some young minor league arms that are. MLB ready or some young MLB talent pitcher wise, which is what the Yankees have. I mean, they got quite a few young arms, so they can pull that. They can pull that move. The problem is, is 
I think whoever uh, whoever the Padres trade Soto to, I think they're going to try to get the other team to take on Jake Cronenworth's contract, and he plays first base. Well, he plays first, and I think he plays some second base too. But um, so I'm thinking that it might be a couple Yankees young pitchers, and maybe even Anthony Rizzo, and then put Cronenworth at first because he's way younger than Anthony Rizzo is. And then Soto's going to play left, Judge isn't right. You could put any dummy in the middle at that point. And then Dominguez at some point after the All-Star break should be back next year. Never a lot of three-way trades in MLB, huh? Um, No, no, it's very rare. It, it's not like the NBA where you have to bring in the third team to make something work. But you don't think the Yankees would do something else with somebody else? They'll run it just like that. Yeah, no, I think they. Yeah, I think they can do it straight up because the thing is, is the Padres. I I don't know if if you'd heard, but they had to borrow what fifty million to make payroll. I saw her something about that, but what the hell? Which is ins- which is insane to me because, first of all, why did you sign all these guys to long term contracts? Because Tatis has like a thirteen year deal that's over three hundred million dollars. Bogarts has a ten year deal that's over three hundred million dollars. Machado has a deal that's almost three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars. I'm like. You didn't have any room for anybody else, but you keep bringing in people. So now they're now they're strapped. So they got to they have to they're going to have to give up on Soto because Soto's the only one that's not signed on long, long term. And, and so try to they're like, oh, it was COVID and we lost money, or but that was like four years ago now. No, it has nothing to do with any of that. They just mismanaged. They mismanaged. They didn't make a lot of money towards the end because they were so bad. So they so thought they were, were going to be competitive, and they basically just they're not selling tickets now. Right, because if you look at that roster from top to bottom, offensively, that's a really good baseball team on on the offensive side of the ball. Were they the They're ones pitching... that signed Machado? Yeah. And what happened with that? He's out of there. There's, he's still there, but he's the one. He's what he was the first one that they signed to a long term deal when they brought him over. He was the first one that got the long term the long term big money, and then Tatis signed, and I remember Tatis got suspended, mm-hmm. and then they traded for Soto. I think the trade for Soto was first and then Tatis got suspended and then they traded, they, they signed uh, Bogarts. Yeah. So, I but mean, they gave just, everybody money, but Soto. Just borrowing money doesn't mean you're in comedy. Like the, the, the Warriors had to borrow money because they built a new stadium right before COVID. You know, they borrowed a quarter billion allegedly. Right. But, but you're, you know, you know, the Warriors are getting that money back. You yeah, don't well, know that the Padres are going to make that money And they, yeah, with the Padres, you got to wonder like what was, like, bro, if I mean, who lent them 50 mil? Do you know? I, I don't know exactly where it came from. I can't remember. I read it, but I, I can't remember exactly where it came from. But that's a lot of money to be borrowing to have to pay back fairly quick. Wherever they got it from, they got to pay it back real quick. But they can't they can't keep him again for next year because they're going to have to borrow again at some point. So the best bet, the best bet is just get rid of them, get what you can back because whoever trades for him has to sign him for to a long-term deal. You can't, you can't give up a bunch of stuff to have Juan Soto for a year that like nobody's going to, you can't justify that. So whoever trades for him has to sign him to a deal. That's at least minimum seven years. So other than that though, the Yankees are not going to get out leveraged in the. No, they shouldn't lose the house because like I said, he's, he's only technically going for a year. So you really can't, you don't give up that much. But if they sign, like I said, if they take Soto on, I I firmly believe that um, 
Jake Cronenworth, who's their first Padres first baseman, is going to be part of that deal. So then you're bringing Cronenworth over to play first base. Where do you put Rizzo? Because Rizzo's still got a year on the deal that he signed last year, plus a, I think it's a team option for a third year. I can't remember if it's a team or a player option for a third year. So he, ha- but he just have one one solid year on the deal. But him and him and Judge are really close. So would would you push would you push the envelope and trade trade Rizzo knowing that him and Judge are really close? Uh, respectfully, Aaron Judge makes a shit fuck ton of money. So whatever's best for the ball club, I would leave the nuance to you. But yeah, I don't give a fuck about Aaron Judge's fucking feelings, bro. He gets paid. no, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree, and I think Why, I think, think Judge is... you think he's that weird that he might play shittier if they did it? No, I just. I, I don't know. It, it's just he I like I like Aaron Judge. He's a great he's a phenomenal baseball player. I just think he's like when when he's batting and he strikes out on these balls that are so far off the plate, his he doesn't complain. He just he turns, he says something to the umpire, he walks away mad, but he doesn't really like like you remember I'm, I know you remember Bo Jackson used to break bats over his knee. Like he doesn't yeah. show that kind of emotion. I think he should show that kind of emotion. So I'm not saying that them trading Rizzo would be a detriment to him, but at this point, I don't know how he's going to act because he doesn't, he doesn't act the way I think he should act when things don't go his way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you get rid of him, it could go sideways. What the strike zone fluctuates based on the size of the hitter. Um, It's not supposed to technically, but the 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 for people that don't watch baseball all the time, the basic way to understand the strike zone is, uh, they give you a little they're a little lenient off the plate, and I think the plate is if I'm not mistaken it's twelve or thirteen inches left to right. So you get, let's say fifteen inches across, right, and then, the top and the bottom part should be the way I the way I the way I explain it to to kids is, nipples to kneecaps. So Basically, from, you gotta you gotta paint that plate or have like one foot inbounds, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, because he's so big, I mean, he's six seven, so his strike zone is a little bit more elongated than the and average over, baseball player. And over time, if you're if you're showing like a Greg Maddox that you throw this ninety one, the same fucking thing, you're training the umpire to call that, even though it's a little bit. It's it's half of it is off the plate, but half of it is on. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. But see, but the problem with the problem yeah, with judges. So this is this he last year was his his sixth year, uh, you know, in Major League Baseball. Since he came into Major League Baseball, he's number one in sh- strikes called completely out of the strike zone. He's the number one player in MLB. So mm-hmm. it's a routine thing that they call strikes that are not strikes against him. But he doesn't. I'm not saying show up the umpire. Like I, I get it. You don't want to do that because then that puts you in a bad, in a bad place with umpire. That umpires and then umpires in general. But you got you got to do something. You got it. Like because you're you're striking. What happens is he goes up there, he swings at the at a bad pitch, strike one. The next pitch is three inches, four inches off the plate. It's not even close. Strike two. So now you're in the hole. Now you're now you're trying to overcompensate on the third on the third pitch. And because they called the, the second pitch strike two and it wasn't close, 
if the pitcher comes anywhere close to that same area, they usually call a strike to me if he doesn't swing at it. So he tends to swing at a lot of bad pitches because he doesn't want to strike out, but he ends up striking out anyway because he misses at something that's not even close, but he feels the need to swing at it. I feel like so, baseball is not where it was, you know, broadcast wise, but I feel like the umpires have crossed into a place where they're kind of like the Tim Donahue era NBA officials right now. They're a little yes. out of control, aren't they? Yes. There's, there's actually quite a few. I mean, and everybody that watches baseball knows that the worst one is Angel Hernandez, who's, I think, I think he's done. I think they, he's no longer going to be able to umpire games because, because the way I look at it is you, you don't know who the referees are in football. You never know their names. You don't. You shouldn't know who the who the referees are in basketball, and you shouldn't know who well, the or, umpires or are in baseball. If we do, they need to get interviewed after the game, like everybody else, right? Like one or the other. Keep them anonymous well, and perfect, or make them answer for their mistakes. Right, right. And you know, I'm I'm okay with the human element of of umpiring. You're not going to get to every an extent. Call right. Well, if 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 I'm a 12 year vet and you're a fucking rookie, if I'm Greg Maddox and bro, the other nuance, right, is Maddox is now training that umpire to do that because he's been here four years. He's got so much control, you know, that it becomes a a proximity exercise of repetition, so to speak. Right, right. And, and Judge, you're right. Now, I would say Booney needs to get out there because if it's not, if it's just not in Judge's nature, Aaron Booney needs to run out there and get it thrown out. So do you think we just need a new, because here's the other thing. If the officials are older than us, the referees or the umps, they're probably like, hey, you fucking bitch ass motherfucker. Why don't you lay down a fucking bunt? You don't do fucking anything but swing for the, you know, they, they understand there's no nuance to the hitting. So right. they might be like, like Angel Hernandez is never going to respect fucking Aaron Judge the way he respected Ozzy Guillen or the way he, you know, like, is that, do you think that's part of it or are they just being assholes and they've run unchecked? No, I, I think, I think they're, I think because baseball is such an old game, I think that they feel, this is the way I look at it. I, I think that they feel like they should have a little bit more spot, like kind of like NBA refs and NFL. Uh, I don't mind that. I just I don't like that. But when you can change the out the outcome of a game, because technically that's what you're doing. You're not you're not dictating it as much as you can in, in basketball. In basketball, you can totally change the complexity of a game with the right the right call at the right time. Baseball's not not the same, but because like I like the example I gave you where he goes out there, he strikes, he you know, he swings at a bad pitch, he, it's his fault, strike one. The next pitch is way off the plate, but you call it strike two. Now he's in the hole. Now he has to he has to overcompensate. So if you do that to enough players, you're technically putting the team at a disadvantage because now five or six guys in the lineup see that, that you're going to call strikes that aren't strikes, and now they and have to over. They're all going to overcompensate. And if this was 2008 Yankees coming off all these championships and a lot of guys being assholes and signing everybody from your rivals, I'd be like, okay, but they haven't won since 09, you know, and they have been like. You know, like a respectable team. You know, like I know, bro. I, you know, I'm not a Yankee fan. I feel like 2018 was a miscarriage. You know, and then it's also like it's almost like the three point shot, right? Like it's like the Yankees were going big on the block, and then here comes Altuve. Like, okay, he's five two, and Judge is six fucking nine. So they got the same strike zone. Of course not, right? Right, right. Uh, th- theoretically, it's supposed to be. But if there was robot fucking umpires that were actually delivering the same strike zone to Altuve as they were to fucking Aaron judge. Do you think we're headed that direction? I guess is what I'm saying. Are we going to get younger new umpires or are we going to get angel Hernandez just fucking doing lines and telling people suck my dick? I think it's going to end up being the robot umpires. Unfortunately, wow. which I don't, I'm not a huge fan of either because there is a human element 
that goes along with more with baseball than the other sports. But but I because would just say some give of, it a challenge. Some of the well, they they they've implemented that in minor league in the minor leagues, like where you can challenge a pitch. But do it like tennis where you have the computer tracking. And then yeah. when you challenge its base or video assisted replay in the World Cup, it's not motherfucking Dean Blandino up there with some girls on a party <laughs> bus. It's a motherfucking AI program, you know, that says, no, that was 24 inches off the ground and it fucking it went over the plate. It's a fucking strike, right? Yeah. I mean, what if you could design it? I'll make you commissioner tomorrow. I'll do for to you what Fran, Michael Francis did to fucking Sammy the Bull on their podcast. President, uh, commissioner, commissioner talk of New York, Orlando. You can't be biased towards the Yanks, but what do you do? How do you fix it walking in next year? I mean, if if you're looking for a, a quick fix that soon, I would put the robot umps. The, mm-hmm. Well, I would put an automated system in place, but I would still have a physical, I would have a person behind the plate still. And then if the call is so far off with human error, that's when the automated system could kick into place and be like, hey, that wasn't what that was. We're going to change it. You still got to ump it third? Um, Yes. Well, you you still you still need the home the the first base and the yeah. and the third base umpires yeah. because you have to because you have to make the calls on who's out and who's safe when the plays are made at the at the back. I would say that's, that's yeah. never going to be able to be robotic. That's never going to be able to be robotic. Home plate I, it would be the only place where you could do something like that. And they can't afford to pay these guys. Aren't there all kind of problems with the officials not being full time? That's in every sport, right? I mean, but the major league baseball, you play 160. I would do it like this. Minor leagues, do it like wearing the batting helmet. It's all fucking robot. So all the younger players get used to coming it up. And then for now, all regular season games is going to be fucking robot. And then postseason games, the robots is there. But uh, no, okay, I would go all robot till the fucking all star break, but with the with the guys still there for the you know the bags and the plays or whatever. Then mm-hmm. after the all star break, I'm going fucking uh, umpires, but with video assisted you know AI robot, and then you get two challenges a game, and if you get it right, you don't lose your challenge, right? Just like in the NFL, and then I'm going postseason, same thing with the umpires. But um, you get uh give you like three challenges, you know, and then once you get to the LCS, four challenges, and then you know World Series five challenges. So you basically just make it a moot point because it's like if you're just gonna keep trying to show and bias against us, and my guys can call from up top and tell me throw the flag, yeah. and I and I basically undress you three times in a row on the motherfucking World Series. Eventually, you're gonna start acting right because now it's not April in fucking Tampa. Right, and where nobody's watching. Yeah, it's October it's, in motherfucking New York. Yeah, it's, we're in the right. fucking Bronx, Mikey boy. Yeah, fucking let's go. Uh, but they're gonna, they got to yeah. do something because some sometimes those games get real out of hand real fast. Uh, and I would yeah, this is, no, but because I can I can get it, bro. Like I respect Aaron Judge, but all I would also be like, hey man, in the meantime, you got to fucking learn to lay down a surprise bunt, hit for fucking contact. Like, but it's, it's you can't ask Shaquille O'Neal to be Allen Iverson, you know, simultaneously. I mean, baseball is one of the only sports where we do that, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the at the same time, like I said, I think if he just showed a little bit more emotion when he when there was a bad call, I think he would he would 
garner the respect get, of the get umpire. thrown out like twice before the all-star break at least yeah it's it you know not, not in a saying... disrespectful way but just tell the um yo you gotta throw you gotta throw me out bro like i can't yeah. nah like you gotta throw me yeah. out dog like you're wrong you're gonna see you were wrong i'm sorry i respect you but yeah boone boone has a tendency of he 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 will stand up for his players with the strike zone on a, you know uh, during the games but he likes to really chirp in the eighth inning when the game's already over so at that point, you're not doing anything. He gets kicked out in the eighth inning all the time. And I'm like, you did nothing because for seven innings, mm-hmm. you got abused. Mm-hmm. And now, you, now you're yelling and screaming. Now, there's, there's once or twice where he got kicked out in like the first or third inning. But for the majority of the times, the times that he's been kicked out of the games, it's always in the eighth inning. Jeez. So they've already controlled the game for seven innings. So what's, what, what, what is you getting kicked out in the eighth inning actually doing? Nothing. The game is already out of hand. You're just taking it off. Yeah, you're you're getting to the sh- you're getting to the shower early. That's all you're doing. And it's not affecting the out. Like over time, you've watched this happen several times. And, yeah. You know, for the whole fucking season, and he's not having any effect on the officials. None. The umpire None. that is. None. Angel fucking Hernandez, man. That guy's well, a real dirtbag. So you see the fucking deal getting done, and you support it as a Yankee fan. I mean, I don't think that they should spend that much money and sign and bring Soto in for, I mean, he's looking for seven to 10 years. That's a long time, dude. And he's still a kid. He's only, I think he's, by the time next season starts, I think he'll just be turning 25. So there's still plenty of time. 10 years would have to be what? At least 375. Minimum 375. Yeah. And you got Judge on the hook for eight years, but well, nine years because yeah, last year was a arbitration year. So you have Judge from nine years moving for the next nine years. You sign Soto to a ten. Let's say you sign him to ten for three seventy five. That's thirty seven and a half million a year. Stanton's still on the books for uh, he's that he's owed ninety eight million dollars over the next I four forgot years. Forgot about him. Yeah, dude. And then Cole's making. 30 something million a year for the next, I think five or six. Like that's a lot of money tied up on, on guys that are, I mean, Soto would be the young one, but everybody else is going to be 30 and up. Jesus, man. They'd be weighing the luxury tax too, right? I think so. I think so. But I think I, like I said, they're, they're starting to make little moves here and there. They traded uh, one of their backup left fielders to Milwaukee and they got two, um, minor leaguers back, so that's not going to affect their major league salary cap. So they're like, I they're just going to make they're just going to make little moves here and there until they can figure out how to work the contract aspect of it. But but it, to me, all signs point to Soto being on the team because they don't have they're not going to have enough money to sign Shohei Otani, which I'm not a huge fan of anyway. Really? But yeah, nah, I don't. I don't need a circus at the baseball game. I just want to watch baseball. I mean, and to me, that's that's too much of a too much of a circus. Like, I get it. I just don't. I don't care for it. But if you're a fan of the game, he's the best hitter and the best pitcher. Like, <sighs> I mean, I prefer my starting pitcher to go seven innings, maybe eight innings, not five and a third, and be protected, and then pitch long enough to get the win, like that. So, I mean, that's so what it say. He's going to come over and he's only going to pit. He's going to primarily pitch 
and you know they give if they give him a a week off i mean would there be a way that you'd feel better about it if they no, were like he's gonna pitch but he might hit just stay warm here, and then in the postseason all bets are off we'll use him when we need it well here's the thing he got he had that sur- that surgery he this is like the second time he's had the tommy john surgery if i'm not mistaken so he's not pitching at all next year at all he's only hitting next year and then when he comes back you don't know what he's going to come back like you're hoping he comes back the same if not better i mean and a lot more recently guys have come back better from tommy john than they used to but you don't know how it affects everybody different you don't know how he's going to come back and on top of that nat just recently when he was in uh, with the angels he wasn't pitching every five five games he was pitching every sixth game so you still have to have five starters and then him which is what we what they have they don't have they don't have five starters as it is now you know, it's interesting he had Tommy John because uh, usually the Japanese players don't get it, but they sit out for almost like depending on when they get injured. Like, remember when, um, who was, uh, Matsui, no, nah, who was the really good pitcher? Tanaka. Remember, Tanaka got injured in the postseason and he basically yes. missed two years, right? Yeah. Well, but see, he was, he was injured earlier in the season and he sat out. This, this was this year. He sat out and then he came back and then he went out injured again. And they were saying it was, a lower body injury and that was right around where the trade deadline was and he didn't want to get the MRI done on his arm so i have a funny feeling that he already knew he was he was jacked up and he thought it was going to affect his contract like his trade status cuz i really thought he i i think he thought he was going to get traded so he didn't want to have the MRI cuz he didn't want to have it backfire and then him not make his money but he ended up coming back and pitching like one or two games and then he went out that's when he's he's been out that entire time. He missed the last month and a half. Like it was like seven, almost seven and a half. He probably weeks, seven, seven he half. probably had because from what I've read, the Japanese method is better. It takes longer, but you come back stronger and healthier. You just never get this fucking surgery and you let it heal. But he probably had to because you're right. He would have been out for too long, and because he's swinging the bat. Right. I would also I don't know. Obviously, it was on his pitching arm, right? Yes. Okay. I believe yeah, so. so. It's not like yes. it was on his left fucking yeah. Uh, all right. You want to. You want to come right back for the NBA? Yeah. Okay, and we'll go. Uh, all right, copy that. Part one, coming right back. <laughs>